Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. And good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview. I have a wonderful guest with me today. And today's show is brought to you by the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group. That is my private uh, invitation-only Facebook group. But you can click the button and apply. There's three simple questions. What are you doing? What's your challenge? And, and how can you serve the group? We're about 300 strong right now. I'm doing a lot of training in there and, and answering questions. We're all supporting each other. It's pretty cool. So if you're in Facebook, go to Build Your Dream Business Now, or you can use the handy-dandy link, dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. Let me introduce my uh, special guest. Michael Zapersky is an entrepreneur. He is an author and CEO of ConsultingSuccess.com. He has consulted for organizations and advised leaders throughout North America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, and the Middle East in over 30 industries, from service providers to billion-dollar multinational corporations, including Panasonic, Dow Jones, Financial Times, Royal Bank, and many others. Michael is an in-demand speaker and gives keynotes and workshops and yes that is my wife's alarm that <laughs> she's not here and I can't reach it so we'll just we're going to roll with that michael's an in demand speaker and gives keynotes and other workshops for the certified management consultants association canadian internet marketing conference chartered managed Mar chartered management institute uk and others michael's work has appeared in marketing profs huntington post huffington post financial times fox business mclean's hr executive Business Edge, Marketing Magazine, wow, so busy, and in several other media and publications. He's the author of five books on consulting and marketing, including his most recent bestseller, which I'm excited to talk to him about, The Elite Consulting Mind. Michael speaks English and Japanese and loves traveling and spending time with his family. Michael, I'm going to unplug my headset. I'll be right back. See, folks, that's what happens when you live on a boat. <laughs> My wife set her alarm because she had to run up to the main office and didn't take her phone with her. So anyway, we're going to have a great interview. Michael, how you doing? Welcome to the program. Yeah, excited to be here and love the, uh, the the natural environment that we're in today. Oh, we keep it real. I've had my dog bark if somebody steps on the bum. I mean, it's just, but you know what? I think I'm a, a lesson for another show would be the power of authenticity. I mean, this is, uh, I'm, the least, I'm, I'm the least polished person, <laughs> but we give a lot of value here. And I think that's why we've had some success. So um, I'm always curious about my guests if they're, entrepreneurial journey or if you're the first one in the family with that entrepreneurial gene or did your parents or grandparents first have that or what was your what was your upbringing like yes yeah, it's a great question i've been on a bunch of podcasts and i don't think anyone's ever asked that directly um you know the only entrepreneur that so i could look at my uncle uh who's been an entrepreneur for many years but going back kind of before that would be my grandfather uh who actually ran a butcher shop uh, in winnipeg so uh, not that I necessarily learned a lot about entrepreneurship from him, but there is certainly a side of entrepreneurship uh, in the family that didn't come directly from my parents. Hmm. 
Very cool. So when you, did you go to college or did you, did you go right into uh, starting your own business? What was the early, early journey like? Yeah, so I started my first business with my cousin Sam, who to this day is my business partner, and we've grown and sold multiple businesses over the years, uh, just out of high school, actually. And uh, we ran that for, for a couple of years. Uh, and then when I was in college, we started another company, which I actually ended up going over to uh, Japan and opening up a branch office for our company uh, over there. And so I was in Japan, business was going really well. And I was really struggling to decide whether or not I should come back and finish my university degree. Um, and so I had conversations with my parents at that time. I remember this was, you know, going back many years, but uh, certainly was was struggling whether or not I should do that. I took their their advice to come back and get it done, which I did. Uh, was in university for my final year and just couldn't wait to to get back to Japan to continue growing the business, which is exactly what I did. I ended up spending about five and a half years or so there uh, building the business uh, later to to move back to North America and start another consulting business but it was a lot of fun pretty cool how did you get into so did you start um, consulting and then figured like like so many people you figure with well, the industry that you're serving needs some help or how did you get in into the whole conserving space and then ultimately how you helped other consultants yeah, definitely. So, you know, all of the businesses that, that we've built over the years, um, I shouldn't say all, uh, but the majority of them had a consulting element or were consulting businesses. We had one that was around branding and marketing. We had another one that was around lead generation uh, for professional service firms. And so throughout all of this work, my main role was always around, you know, marketing and lead generation but I was always consulting. I was always working with organizations and whether it was a small uh, professional service firm like an, an accountancy or a law firm or a consulting firm uh, or you know a billion dollar uh, technology manufacturer, I was playing the, the consultant role. And so consultingsuccess.com really came from the place of, you know, I was on the front lines. I was making a lot of mistakes over the years, learning lessons, having success as well. And I just wanted a place to kind of channel that and share with others hopefully, so that they could avoid making some of the mistakes and learn from the lessons that I had been learning from. And, you know, that's now about 18. I've been consulting for over 18 years now. So um, that was really how it all got started, just wanted to share and to help others. That's awesome. You know, so when you're, when you're helping other, you know, I always believe entrepreneurship at the heart of it is somebody has a, a God-given skill or talent. It's something, it's the, it's the do, it's the what they're, what's they offer. So whether you're a landscaper or a consultant, or you're an accountant or whatever, that's your deal. That's how you start a business. You start getting clients. Of course, when you're starting out, you wear a lot of hats. But what, what I think most entrepreneurs lack is, first of all, sales ability, but also marketing ability to attract people to even sell to. Is that something you excelled at early on? So early on, uh, it's something that I'd say I, I learned. You know, I was a voracious reader. Um, I studied a lot around marketing and sales, and I was always had a book around me. Not when I was young. I actually didn't read it, my first full book until probably into grade ten, uh, which is another story we could talk about if you if you want. But um, you know, I just when when that kind of business bug hit me, it it stuck, uh, and I just was studying and, and learning and. I was learning as I did, right? I didn't, 
I didn't study consulting or, or study, uh, I took some business classes in, uh, in university, but it really everything that I have done over the years has come from application and learning from it in the real world and, and not just theory. Uh, and so that's how I learned. And, you know, we built up multiple businesses. We've sold uh, two of those businesses over the years, had a lot of success with profitable companies. Uh, and that just came from putting the work, learning what doesn't work and what does work, and then just continuing to, uh, to improve. So how do you focus and, and how do you help your clients develop offers that, you know, kind of align and resonate with your ideal clients? Because that's a problem. A lot of people just throw something out there and, you know, there is such a thing as list segmentation and, and having the right offer for the right, you know, the right people. Do you help them get down into that kind of uh, nitty gritty? For sure. Yeah. I mean, we take all of our clients through a kind of a four stage process. Uh, the first is around ideal client clarity, so really helping the consultant to um, have crystal clear vision around who actually is their ideal client. And this is an area that a lot of people struggle with. It's like, you know, how much do I specialize and should I specialize and how do I go about doing that? So we want to really get clarity on who the ideal client is because if you don't know who they are, then how can you target them and how can you develop a message that's going to resonate with them and how can you, you know, create an offer that will also um, get their attention and interest. So that's Number one is really getting clarity on the ideal client. Number two that I think is important for everyone is then developing obviously a message that will resonate with them, right? That will get their attention and their interest. And so that's why it goes back to, you know, number one of the foundation is the ideal client clarity because you can't have a message. And I think, Jim, we've probably all seen plenty of people who spend a great deal of time and money on all kinds of, you know, marketing tactics and the latest technologies. And they're just doing a lot of stuff because they're trying. And that's good to try. But if they don't have the foundation, if they don't have the message that will really resonate and align with who your ideal client is. Like if you don't have that stuff figured out, you're just not going to get traction. And so it's really important for, for coaches, for consultants to get those first two things in place. Once you have them, then you can move on to the third foundational uh, uh, kind of point, and that is what we call strategic offers. So it's really looking at how can you best package and position and place value on and price and present your service offerings. And so for many of the consultants that you know, reach out to us, they have a great deal of, of expertise. The vast majority have, you know, graduated from university, they have masters, they have PhDs in some cases, they've been, you know, VPs or presidents uh, in, you know, in corporate positions uh, in very large organizations. Uh, so they're very good at what they do. They know how to provide value results to their clients, but they're not always clear on how do they take all of that experience and expertise and really package it and, you know, position it and put it in front of their ideal clients in a way that will align with the ideal client, so the ideal client will say yes, like that's that sounds great, I wanna buy that, right? So it's an easier sale to make, but also in a way that aligns with the lifestyle that you wanna have and the model that you want to achieve for your business in terms of financials, leverage time, you know, other factors like that. So that's number three. The number four is what we call the marketing engine. Uh, and this is a system of process that allows you to consistently and repeatedly get in front of your ideal clients, create meaningful relationships with them, provide them with real value, and then do that you know, again and again and again in a leveraged way with using some automation, which ultimately builds your pipeline so that you get into the position where you can pick and choose which clients you want to say yes to, which you say no to, and that your business starts to thrive. Michael, I'm curious if, if you experience this. So with a lot of the people that I coach, they, they struggle coming to grips with the fact that it's just as easy to close a higher valued client as it is somebody who's on the lower end of the price scale and ultimately mm -hmm. the higher value client at least what i found is 
way easier to work with, actually demands less and is happier with the result and not necessarily the whole the time factor. Do you find that also? And how do you help your folks figure out how to attract higher value clients? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the first part to that question, which I think is a really great question, Jim, it's mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's understanding that even though you may have been told that, you know, bigger companies are more sophisticated and, you know, they must have, like, better quality or, or more experienced people. Like there's, it's the mindset that we've been kind of conditioned to think that if they're bigger, it means that it's just harder to win their business. Uh, and then, you know, like, if I have to stay away from it, maybe I'm not prepared. But it, it's not, right? They, at the end of the day, companies and businesses are are people and so if you take the right approach to build relationships and provide value to those people and you get in front of them then you find out what it is that they have a problem with or what their goals are what they want to achieve and if you're able to provide value if you're able to actually help them to solve that issue or to get the result that they want then you make your offer and it's just as easy as you just mentioned Jim to work with a larger organization as it is a smaller organization, uh, you know, in the vast majority of cases, you'll actually spend the same amount of time or maybe even less because they don't need as much handholding doing the work, but you're going to get paid significantly more for it simply for the fact that, one, I mean, they have bigger budgets, but also the impact that your work can make on a larger organization is significantly greater because it affects more people. It affects you know more people within the organization. It affects more people uh, that the organization is selling to or their customers, which then means that there's a ripple down effect and it can really impact greater communities and significantly larger numbers of, of people. And I believe that most consultants actually get into the business or coaches get into the business because they want to make an impact. They want to serve. They want to provide value. And so, you know, that's just your mindset. You just and the best way to do it is just go for it. Right? Try it once learn from it that's how we all learn is by trying things and you'll see once you get that taste of working with a larger client and you'll say be able to say to yourself oh i did it wow look actually they, they actually said yes now you'll have a taste and now you'll want to be able to you'll want to do more of that because you'll have proven to yourself that you're actually able to do it and the second part of your question is how do you attract those higher value uh, larger clients or more established clients and it comes back to kind of the the four stages that i laid out like first you have to know who they are, right? You have to identify them and then you have to start building relationships with them uh, and you have to have the right kinds of offers that will make it easy for them to to say yes. Yeah. So one thing that I often uh, recommend to our clients is instead of going in with like your typical consulting offer where it's maybe going to be a 50 or 100000 or $200,000 engagement, start with a smaller offer. Figure out what is it that you can provide to these organizations or to these people that will get your foot in the door, that's gonna be easy for them to say yes to. That allows you to demonstrate your experience, your expertise to provide value, to build a relationship, to really create trust. And then making the next sale is gonna be significantly easier because the first sale is always the most difficult sale. But once you got your foot in the door and you've been able to show and demonstrate all those other things that I just mentioned, it's gonna be much easier to sell significantly higher valued Um, offers and opportunities to them. That's awesome. Um, I started coaching, I think, about eight years ago, and I remember taking this course from um, the late Gary Halbert. He was a started as a copywriter, but just a phenomenal businessman. Did did you know Gary? I I, I didn't know Gary personally, but I've read many many of Gary's things, and I have several friends who who did study with Gary. So there was this one thing he, he said. He says, listen, when he's talking about exactly what we're talking, high-value clients, he goes, I've had clients where 
you know, I think back in the day, his rate was like $15,000 a day. It would probably be like four times that now. But um, he said, there are some clients, you know, for $5,000 a day who would want you to be there for nine hours, crank out tons of minutia and data and spreadsheets and this, that, and the other thing just to make sure they get their $5,000 worth. And he said, he actually had a client pay him fifteen grand. And he went in there. Half an hour later, he's in this big company. Half an hour later, he said, okay, here's what you want to do. Blah, 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 blah. And the guy said, good, I'm good. I'm done. Thank you. And he goes, we're all set. He goes, you just gave me what I need to know. I'll, I'll make 10 times what I'm going to pay you. So have a nice day. <laughs> and I thought, that's pretty cool. So, and I mean, the obvious lesson there is when you're dealing with people who aren't uh, so cheap, I guess, to be candid about it, they're more focused on the result, right? And, and not the process. Yeah, and I would agree with that to a large degree. I mean, the one um, kind of shift that I might make in that statement would just be from my, my observations is that when you're dealing with, let's say, startup organizations or people in the very early stages, you know, by default, they're going to be very conservative. And that's that's how they should be, right? They should be a little bit scrappier. They should be putting a little bit more kind of, you know, grease and a little bit more of their own effort to get things going because that's the reality that all of us need to do in those early stages. But if you have a choice between serving, you know, that group and serving a more established organization, and you can, you know, you can work with both. Like, why, why focus on the startup? I mean, unless you're very passionate, you're okay with working for for lower pay, you're okay, you know, spending more time holding hands. If you like that, that's wonderful. But it doesn't need to be the only way to do it because you can move and shift upstream a little bit, find a bit of a savvier buyer who has uh, the greater ability to invest more with you because there are, their business is already more established. Uh, and again, they're going to see uh, a better result from the work that you do simply for the fact that they have things moving so they can implement faster on it. Um, so I was looking at your book on Amazon and um, the first three chapters I really like mindset action results chapter one then you have confidence creates success and then earning premium fees I'd love to ask you about earning premium fees but if you want to touch on the others that's cool how does a how do how could you help consultants earn premium fees because I find that a lot of entrepreneurs they just undervalue what it is that they do for sure so there's two components in being able to to really earn premium fees consistently the first is knowing how to do it, and the second part is knowing, like having the confidence to actually then do it. So if we talk about knowing how to do it, it comes down to, so we, we call this ROI positioning, and it's really about how to identify the value that your ideal client cares most about. And that comes from having a really meaningful, in our case, when we're working with consultants, a meaningful consulting sales conversation. But it's a conversation you have with a buyer where you ask really deep, meaning penetra meaningful, you know, penetrating questions that go to the heart of the issue. And so what most people do is they scratch the surface with their question. They say, oh, you know, what are, what are your goals? Okay, great, right? And they move on to the next and next. But the way that you want to imagine this, the way that you want to think about this is it's like an onion. You want to peel the layers you know, from the onion, you want to go deeper and deeper. So someone says, yeah, you know, these are our goals. Oh, okay, well, tell me more about them. You know, what does that look like? Oh, I see, okay, and what kind of impact will that all have on your organization when, once you accomplish this? I see, and you know, what do you, what would be the financial impact? 
Right. Okay. And you know, so you go from one to the next to the next, and that then allows you to really hone in on what your ideal client cares most about. You can also explore like the cost of inaction. If they don't do something now, if they continue with their current status quo, what does that mean for them? And so when you go through, like, you know, we teach you about kind of 15 base questions that from there you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But the whole idea is that you want to have that meaningful conversation and identify the real value and the potential ROI for the buyer. Because once you do that, now it's much easier for the buyer to justify their fees. I mean, you could just go in and say, well, yeah, my hourly fee is $250 an hour, or my day rate is $1,500, you know, for the day, or, um, you know, like whatever. But if you're able to go and say, well, you know, here, uh, based on what we just talked about, I think over the next three months, you're gonna be able to add $100,000 to your business. Well, now you being able to, to go and say, well, you know, my fees are gonna be $20,000 for this, but they're gonna see $100,000 improvement that's an easier justification to make for the buyer in terms of making that investment because they see a clear return on their investment. And so there's a, an approach and a mindset to doing that. But once you've learned and kind of mastered that of, of the how, then it comes down to the second part, which is confidence to actually do it. Because a lot of people will maybe instinctively know, okay, yeah, I need to increase my fees and I should charge more, but they don't do it because they're, you know, they're fear, fearful, they're scared. They think, if I do it, I might lose the business. Uh, or if I do it, you know, they're gonna say no to me and you know, maybe that means that somehow they're gonna tell someone else. Like, there's all this stuff that people play around in their minds. But if you don't ask, then there's no way that someone is gonna pay you more. So the first is learn the how so you feel confident and you can really identify the value. And then the second part is having the confidence to go for it. And you know, I've worked with hundreds of consultants in all different industries around the world, and I can tell you, Jim, that consistently when people first learn how to identify this, the value properly and the ROI properly, and then when they ask, almost in every single situation, they will start earning higher fees. And those fees, typically, in my own experience, can be an improvement of as low as 40%, to uh, you know, 300, 400%, we even had one client who increased their fees 700% by going through this process. But I would say that right now, if deep down inside you believe, you, know, you listening to this believe that you should be earning more, figure out how to identify the value that your ideal clients really care about, that you're speaking with, and then ask for higher fees that are connected to that value so that both sides win. That's awesome. I got time for one more question, Michael, and it's uh, your chapter 12 is titled The Power of Saying No. If you can touch on that real briefly. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, I think this applies to a lot of different aspects of our lives and our, and our businesses. Um, you know, we can talk about, for example, clients. So a lot of consultants will, and coaches, you know, uh, to the same degree, will say yes to almost any business that comes their way. And they do that because they have a scarcity mindset, right? If you're thinking about, if you're in a position where you're kind of taking on business, it's not really your ideal business, but you're taking on because you really feel like you need that money and you know what happens if like the next project doesn't come as quickly as it should, that's a scarcity mindset. But the most successful consultants, the most successful coaches, the most successful people in business have an abundance mindset. They know that the next project and opportunity is gonna come their way as long as they stay focused and are doing the right things to go after it. And so the power of saying no is allows you, in the case of your ideal client, to say no to the wrong ones so that you then create the space to say yes to the right ones. If you fill your calendar with a whole bunch of low-paying, low-value clients, there's not going to be any time left in your calendar to work with high-paying, high-value clients. And when you work with high-paying, high-value clients, 
the, you know, your ideal clients, what that allows you to do is to create better results for them because you're able to provide them the services over and over again to the right ideal client. It allows you to develop greater experience and expertise, which means that you're going to get better at it, right? You're sharpening your, your tool set all the time and you're creating greater uh, case studies and results and testimonials, which you can then use to support your business. But if you're taking on the wrong kind of client, well, it's going to be very hard for you to use that uh, experience, even if it's a positive one, as a case study because it's not relevant to your ideal client because then you'll end up attracting more of those same low-value clients. So that's one example of the power of saying no. That's great. Hey, Michael, this, this has been a fast half hour. really enjoyed our conversation, as I'm sure our listeners have. How can people uh, connect with you and, and get a copy of your latest book called The Elite Consulting Mind? Yeah, definitely, Jim. Uh, so yeah, the Elite Consulting Mind is available on Amazon, both in Kindle and paperback. You can find it there, uh, see what it's all about. And uh, if anyone wants to connect uh, and learn more, you can definitely find me on you know LinkedIn, Facebook, and so forth. Uh, Michael Zapersky. But the the best place to go would be consultingsuccess.com. We have almost a thousand articles, resources, interviews, videos for uh, consultants that want to to grow their consulting business and attract more uh, ideal clients and increase their fees. That's awesome. Michael, it's been a really, really uh, fun interview. Thanks for coming on the program. Appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Jim. Hey, folks, hope you appreciate it and, and uh, enjoyed this uh, interview as much as I have with Michael Zapersky. I highly recommend getting his book and uh, connecting with him. Um, and by the way, uh, reconnect with me over at the Build Your Dream Business Now Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, type in Build Your Dream Business Now or dreambizgroup.com. Come back this time next week for another great interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.